Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Good morning. Good morning, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. We're back from Thanksgiving holiday, Thanksgiving weekend, and things are about to get super hectic with the rest of the year coming up. You got Christmas, Hanukkah, um, we have a birthday in our family in December and in January. Um, so there's lots going on, you guys, and then the school's on break, so the kids are home, um, all kinds of exciting but yet stressful things. So I thought today I could talk about how doing nothing is doing something. So this is a theme um, that we use in our um, SNAP recovery program, talking about having sort of a hands-off approach to things. Um, so before we've been introduced to this idea, we've thought that we've got to get our hands all over everything, right? We've got to um, put our two cents in over here. We need to make a phone call and let our voice be known over here. Um, we got to give our opinion to this person. Um, we, we have lots that we need to do, lots that we need to say, things we need to explain, um, people we need to be spending time with, hooking up with. Um, but we have a sense of obligation or responsibility to sorting through interpersonal uh, situations as if we have all kinds of control over things, which of course we don't. Um, so doing nothing is doing something. And I'm going to go through um, how, that, how you can use this, to, um, this approach to bring more peace into your life um, so that things aren't so... Uh, aren't as chaotic and stressful. Um, there's a lot that we can't do anything about, but we don't need to walk around making more messes, right? And making life more complicated because we're getting our hands all over everything and um, butting in where we don't need to be. Uh, so, generally speaking, think about this like you are um, in the surf, you're on the, at the beach, right? So you're standing in the surf and the waves are coming in. And you know that feeling, you see that big wave, it's coming right at you, like a big one. And you know, what happens if you stiffen up and brace yourself for the wave, it knocks you over, right? But what happens if you kind of relax into the wave and just, you know, have a little bit of trust in the wave? You float, right? You wind up not getting knocked over, and then the next thing you know, you're on the other side of that, the crest, and you're floating. Um, so we want to take that sort of approach to life in general, and that's why we're, we're um, focusing on this theme of doing nothing is doing something. We want to relax and go with the flow of life. This is also called practicing acceptance, right? Practicing acceptance. There are so many things that should not be the way that they are. There are so many families um, that could do a lot to improve their dynamic. There are re uh, relationships, romantic relationships and friendships that totally need to be sorted out, right? 
Um, there's all kinds of problems. There will always be problems and conflict. There will always be strife, discord. Those things will always be there. Um, but it's not up to us to insert ourselves to try to sort things out for people. Um, that is a way of um, creating more messes and then also um, it's a demonstration of being codependent as well. When you believe that things that things that aren't your business are actually your business, right? So um, we think we have a lot more influence over others than we actually do. Okay, so practicing acceptance. Doing nothing is doing something. Going with the flow of life. Another um, way to look at it is, and this is a very like, um, you know, Buddhist sort of philosophy, is that if you're looking at like a pool of water, if it's windy and choppy, um, with lots of activity, you can't see anything under the surface. But then when it's calm, you see a lot, right? So you're trying to establish this in a way in your life through eliminating conflict, drama, chaos, upheaval, and dysfunction. And then that gives you a better view of things and you can see things more clearly because it's not muddled with drama. Um, okay, so I just want to be clear about when I say doing nothing is doing something. I'm not talking about being irresponsible. And I'm not talking about avoiding self-care. I'm not talking about not working on your issues. So when I say doing nothing, I don't mean being um, avoidant, right? I'm talking about um, adopting a new way of handling things um, that's different from how we used to do. Um, so this is specific to navigating toxic manipulative people or high drama interpersonal situations. Again, not about avoiding self-care or being, avoiding being a responsible person or handling like the functional stuff of life. We still got to face those things. We still got to face the tough stuff when it comes to functioning, right? Um, but we want to take a more hands-off approach to interpersonal conflict and we're going to let the chips fall where they may. And uh, things tend to sort of work themselves out without us. So let me give you a, sort of an example. And, you know, perhaps, you know, you've heard of an issue going on between two other people in your family that you care about. And you know that you could talk to them, either one of them, and maybe smooth things over and be the peacemaker, right? Because you're really good at that. That's what we're really good at, uh, empathic survivors of abuse. Uh, we like to be peacemakers and fixers um, and caretakers. So um, yeah, you, you probably could do something like that. I mean, it might work out, but now what you've done is you've put your, you've inserted yourself into a situation, which then you're gonna have to keep up with, and then you're now on a roller coaster with them. You're already on your own roller coaster. You don't need to get on to other people's roller coasters, right? So <clears throat> when you see that something is happening like that, um, you know, even if it affects you in small ways, it's still okay to take a hands-off approach and to not insert yourself into it. Um, okay, and another version of doing nothing is doing something is when we stop explaining ourselves all the time to everyone. Um, again, it's the theme of you know, like holding back before acting or revealing too much or communicating too much. That's what we're, we're focusing on. So 
Um, when we over explain all the time, that's inviting someone to insert themselves into our decision making, right? Well, I did this because, and then we have to because, and then we have this other thing and that's why, and so that's why we're not going to be able to do the thing that you asked me to do, you know, and you, well, then they're going to say, well, why didn't you try this and why didn't you try that? Well, I did try that, but it didn't work out, and so we did this, well, it worked for me, I'm not sure why it doesn't work for you. Okay, this is not meant to be a conversation, right? You were just delivering information, which was, I'm not gonna be able to do this, or this doesn't work for me. When you start explaining, you're inviting the person into a dialogue when you didn't wanna have a dialogue. Um, so again, doing nothing is doing something. We deliver the information, and then hands off. We don't need to do any more than that. Um, another thing is, we need to take more time before we respond to things. So we want to sit on stuff a little bit longer, um, like texts or emails, or if someone's calling you that you don't want to talk to, you don't have to answer, you can wait um, and call back later when you're feeling better. Um, so when someone invites you to something or asks you to do something or um, they're asking you to take on a responsibility, you know, or they just want to vent, you know, and dump on you, um, just slow up, you know, take your time, you don't need to respond right away, hold off. And sometimes you wind up not having to respond at all, they figure it out, and then they text you in a little while, oh, never mind, I figured it out, we worked it out. You didn't have to do a single solitary thing, and amazingly, it worked itself out without you. Um, and so that's the next thing on my list is that things tend to work themselves out without you when it comes to the interpersonal dramas and conflicts. If you just stand back and let it happen, it, life goes on, right? Life goes on. And um, so you want to take a stance of a scientific observer who is not emotionally involved. So you're observing people's patterns, their behaviors, and you're not judging, by the way. Um, it, it's a non-judgmental thing to be a scientific observer, right? That's we're looking for things to be objective, um, and so we're not emotionally involved and we're not judging. But what we are doing is we're looking for patterns of behavior so that we can then better plan our next move based on what we've observed, or perhaps to see how someone behaves in their natural habitat, so to speak. Often, um, I'll you know, mention to clients when they're first dating after having been in an abusive relationship with an alcoholic uh, that, you know, maybe you don't let the person know that drinking is a problem for you right away and just see how they drink, you know, see how they drink naturally uh, without you already saying, well, you know, I can't, I don't want to be with someone that is a heavy drinker. Oh, I, I just drink socially. I don't really drink that much. So then the first, you know, five or six months of you dating, the person is holding back on drinking because you've made a big deal about it and you've influenced them and now they're trying to change their natural way, um, which is disingenuous, right? But, you know, a lot of a lot of people want to be their best self, you know, when they're first dating and, um, you know, at the beginning of a dating relationship, it's like putting your best face on. But I'd rather just see how someone naturally is. So you want to be a scientific observer of life and just sort of stand back and watch um, and then you can be more strategic and calculating in terms of what you truly need to be involved in 
um, and what truly needs to be addressed, right? We don't need to address major issues with people that aren't a big part of our life or some guy you just went out on a few dates with. There's no reason to become involved other than let's see if we hit it off. You know, we don't need to already be telling the person how they need to change for us. Um, okay, so then let's see. Sitting in your own body, ooh, and sitting in your own mind and examining yourself in a non judgmental way. I know a lot of people that have a hard time just sitting in the quiet, sitting in the nothingness. I used to have that problem as well. I'd go to yoga class and like, the beginning part where you're doing the meditation, like the ohm stuff, couldn't stand it. Wanted to just run out screaming and just jump out of my skin. Let's get to the exercise here, you know. Um, instead of seeing it as a spiritual practice, I wasn't ready to sit in my own body and to sit in my own mind. But through practice over time, now I enjoy that because it's a better place to be now, right? Because I've cleaned things up up here. Um, and that's what we're working on. Uh, so you want to, you know, give yourself opportunities to sit and do nothing and then observe yourself doing nothing. How does it feel? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel like you're being lazy? Do you feel like you're abandoning people? Um, do you feel like people are going to judge you because you've chosen to be more hands-off? Um, how does it feel when you're sitting there? And as those problematic thoughts come up, if there are some, or problematic thought patterns, write them down. Start journaling right then and there. Gosh, you know, when I sit in my own body and I sit in my own thoughts with nothing else, here's the patterns that go on. I'm thinking about how I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm thinking about that one time that I did something bad that I just feel horrible about still. I'm thinking about how if I don't get my shit together, you know, life's gonna suck. So I, you know, I'm worried about the future now and making sure that I get everything right. Um, what kinds of thoughts are you having when you're sitting in the quiet, sitting in your own mind and in your own body? And then also, what does your body feel like? Is your heart pounding? Um, do you feel your muscles are all tense? I know that people who, um, including myself, have had um, experiences with trauma, we tend to sort of tense our body up a lot of times and we have issues with um, with that sort of thing uh, and, and chronic pain as a result. So, you know, how, what does it feel like when you're doing nothing? Sometimes it feels like you're doing something wrong. Sometimes it feels like things are going to spin out of control because we're not there, you know, controlling and putting our hands all over everything that, you know, the universe is just going to spin away. <laughs> and it doesn't. It truly doesn't. Things work themselves out. Um, you didn't, you weren't required um, to solve the issue. Other people solved it without you. Um, so let me make sure that I have, let's see, not making, oh yeah. Uh, so another version of doing nothing would be to try to n practice not making plans for the weekend um, or, over the or over a holiday or a day off. Try to do nothing and see what that feels like. Don't plan things. Just have a wide open weekend with nothing on the schedule. And, you know, experience that. Well, that's kind of cool, right? Or do you try that and you think, oh, I'm wasting time. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Okay, maybe that's your response to doing nothing. But that teaches us something by allowing ourselves to be in that moment and then observing ourselves. Now we know, crap, I'm not really comfortable in my own mind. I'm not really comfortable in my own body. 
I just want to jump out of my skin. What's going on here? Because that's something we carry with us everywhere we go and it can be causing issues in other places. But the noise of life and getting your hands on everything and getting involved and being a part of this drama, being a part of that drama, all of those things is just noise, right? Remember the murky, choppy water? You can't see shit, right? So the calm and the peace is where we can see more clearly. So we want to try to cultivate that in our lifestyle um, and in our interpersonal situations in order that we can have a clearer view um, and a better perspective of things. So doing nothing is doing something, y'all. Doing nothing is doing something. And we're going to practice acceptance. Um, this is um, a really great book, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. She has all kinds of um, YouTube stuff and podcasts, I believe. Um, really great book. But this is really what we're doing here, is we're just practicing acceptance and that things will happen as they happen, with or without us, um, and that it's okay to take a hands-off approach. Anyhow, welcome back from the holiday. I'll see you guys next uh, Wednesday about the same time. I wonder what we should talk about. Any ideas? Let me know. Write a comment. Make a suggestion. Um, I'm open to whatever. All right. Have a good day. Bye. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the Snap Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at the official Snap. Thanks for listening.